0: Welcome to So What Sustainability, a podcast series by Apricot Consulting. I'm your host, James McHugh, one of the leaders in the Corporate Social Impact Team. In this series, we explore leading trends and provide practical advice about environmental, social and governance issues and opportunities facing business and society. ESG is often understood to be how an organisation engages primarily with environmental sustainability issues. However, in recent times, greater understanding and emphasis on social impacts has allowed companies to think differently about ESG. Investors, customers and employees see business as a vehicle to create lasting positive change in society. Considering a broader group of stakeholders and the value creation opportunities that exist for those stakeholders requires out-of-the-box thinking for it to be sustainable and scalable. So today I'm joined by Celia Trosseth, Vice President of APAC and General Manager uh, for Australia at Q3, a company that has taken up the challenge to engage proactively with the S in ESG. So welcome, Celia. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So first question, Celia. Firstly, tell me a little bit more about Q3 and what led your company to consider its social impact opportunities.
1: Yeah, thanks, James. So uh, Q3 is a global innovator of intelligent transport systems. So we develop products and systems predominantly within tolling and traffic management. It's a Norwegian stock-listed company. We employ about 350 people globally. Um, And in Australia, we've been here since 1999, and we work with government and operators to improve the way traffic flows, to improve road safety and also
0: air quality. Great. And what role does ESG play for Q3?
1: So um, with Q3, we have unified our... uh, vision and our mission um, and our values on the three purpose-driven goals. So we kind of moved away from talking about our product portfolio by itself. So these purpose-driven goals is Q-Flow, Q-Clean and Q-Safe. And these are closely linked to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So we have um, focusing on four of the uh, SDGs. So SDG three, good health and well-being. Uh, Four, decent work and economic growth. Nine, industry, innovation and infrastructure. And 11, sustainable cities and communities. So everything that we do at Q3, the products that we develop, the systems that we deliver really focuses in on these uh, goals um, from the United Nations.
0: Great. And so, as you mentioned there, that you're using those goals as a bit of a framework, and then you've established your pillars in in relation to those goals, which I think is terrific. Um, Where do you think, or where do you see the business value opportunities, I suppose, for companies like yourself uh, that do extend beyond just maybe what minimum uh, compliance requires uh, when engaging with S-issues?
1: Yeah, so I guess the the arch or overarching principle of S is around employee welfare and relationships to stakeholders. But if we dig a bit deeper, it's around staff, you know, focusing in on diversity, inclusion, retention, training and development. Uh, it's around safety, uh, managing safe workspaces, measuring, tracking both for the employees but also for customers. Uh, it's around supply chain, around modern slavery assessment, occupational um, health and safety uh, for suppliers and fair play. And also around community, how we manage relationships in the community around charities, human rights, um, you know, traditional landowners and keeping practices aligned with
0: how our communities are uh, evolving. So, you mentioned one of those uh, key stakeholders in your answer before was your suppliers and I believe that you've established a partnership with a disability enterprise called Multicap. Um, Celia, tell me how that came about and, and what's the value that you've seen to your, your organisation through that partnership?
1: Yeah, thanks James. Um, so the next step in accelerating the way we work with the SDGs in Q3 is to develop it into our strategy. So for example, if you look at SDG 3 is around educating the public on the high cost of congestion, delivering sustainable solutions to reduce congestion and advocate for active transportation like walking and cycling. On uh, number four is really to provide safe work for all, equal pay, and also require our partners to comply with our code of conduct and not use child labor in any form or any modern slavery. Around nine and eleven is to develop reliable, uh, sustainable infrastructure solutions, increase our efforts within R and D, and create solutions with open standard and open interfaces so that we could work with various different partners. So the partnership. Is, is very important to Q3 uh, because as a company, we have great ambitions uh, and we realise that we can't drive the transformation that is needed within the SDGs alone. So we need to work with partners which have similar goals to us. So when this opportunity came up uh, with Transurban and Apricot to, to explore working together. That was something that you know was a high focus and, and a lot of interest to Q3. So the dialogue started in, in the middle of 2021, I believe it was. And we wanted to explore sustainability uh, opportunities uh, that we could work on together. And we wanted to focus in around supply chain and engaging in social procurement and social enterprise in Australia. Uh, and when we started this this project, it was important to Q3 that it was something that had to do with our core business. We weren't we didn't want to just outsource some back of house um, parts. It needed to be something that is core to what we do, uh, because that could then provide sustainable, meaningful, and ongoing work for the social enterprise that we partner with. So within tolling. Uh, Key to our business is uh, number plate recognition. So if you drive through a toll road, you don't have an e tag, um, then we take a photo of your number plate, and that is verified um, in automatically in our systems. Uh, but in this as well, we need to manually uh, validate that we reach our KPIs, and we do that by uh, reviewing images manually. So we set up this project with Multicap to um, To do this part for us, so every quarter they will review x amount of images and verify that we meet our KPIs towards our customers. So we did training in May this year, face to face training in Brisbane, and they um, did the first batch of images now in June, and the second batch will happen now in July. So it's uh, it's been a great project so far, really fantastic engagement, both from, you know, Multicap, um, the support workers, the job coaches, uh, the general manager in Multicap as well, Tony Burns, really engaging um, in, into the project himself, but also the support from Transurban along this journey and, all, and also Apricot, you know, it's it's been a true partnership from when we started and we all have the same goal to provide meaningful and sustainable and ongoing work for people with disability. And I love the way Multicap are talking about this. You know, they focus on ability, not disability. Mm. And if we can help them achieve their vision and their goals, you know, that's a win-win for
0: everyone. Yes, yeah, certainly. And it's uh, it's been a very creative partnership and there's been a few challenges. Um, whenever you're establishing an initiative like this, um, It does require a multitude of stakeholders and various business functions to operate and think a little bit differently uh, to what they're used to. Um, What were some of the tensions that you found uh, and, you know, more broadly Q3 found um, with your partners having to navigate
1: Yeah, I think uh, with offices in 15 countries and operating across the entire value chain from research and development, product solution, and to customer support, we're used to navigating complexity and to collaborate across functions. Uh, Yet with, you know, pandemic, war, supply chain constraints, on top of our daily strategic and tactical and, and our daily work, basically, uh, there's always a tension on, on, you know, what do we focus on and how do we establish new initiatives and, uh, and you know, successfully um, work on those. So there's, there's always that. But I think, you know, if we lift our head up and look at the, the vision that we have, the purpose that we have, you make time. Mm. And it's a decision that you make uh, and then you make it work.
0: Great. great, And there's currently so much uh, to learn, of course, about how businesses can play a meaningful role in, in creating this social uh, value that we're talking about here. Um, how we measure, how we track those metrics and how we ensure the value is lasting, just to name a few. Uh, what have you learned, Celia, through this, uh, through this process? You're right, James. There's so
1: much to learn and there's so many opportunities for companies to extend their social value creation. For Q3 and I think for many companies, uh, we're on a learning journey. We have done a lot of great things, but there's so much more to do. Uh, but being transparent both on the progress and the challenges that we face, I think is important. We see ESG and social and environment and governance, uh, but especially the social now as a business opportunity and we have a strategic focus. On, on that and how we work that into our entire business. And we don't look at it as a, as a cost as such, but as an opportunity.
0: And, and those opportunities that you mentioned there uh, do require companies to think a little bit differently as we've, as we've been discussing uh, in order to access those opportunities, particularly in the S space, you know, in a meaningful way. How would you suggest business leaders go about doing this? Well, first of all, I think it's about mindset.
1: So companies can either see this as a drain on resources, on time and on capital. But this approach also comes with a lot of opportunities. Um, I think companies can see themselves as being part of an ecosystem for talent technology and the marketplace and look at this as an uplift in sustainability and demonstrate new possibilities Uh, And provide a a competitive advantage uh, by creating better solutions, higher employee engagement, and more value in multiple aspects. I think a lot of people these days, you know, purpose is very important. And working for companies who focus in on this is also very important and an important
0: way of attracting talent. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, Celia, we're almost out of time. There's a couple of things that I'm taking away from our our conversation today. The first one, fostering partnerships helps us reach our long-term strategic goals. And I think that's been evidenced in your partnership with uh, Transurban and with Multicap. Um, And the second one there that I'm taking away is that the complexity of COVID has actually allowed us in the business community, think a little bit differently about how we do business, and be able to access those opportunities for social, environmental, and governance value creation, which I think is uh, which which I think is really uh, great and uh, sets us up for the next uh, next decade to come. Um, thank you for joining me today, Celia. To our listeners, be sure to check out Q3's uh, website for more information. um, You can go to Q3's annual report. They've got information there about uh, their partnership and also the other things that they are doing around the uh, sustainable development goals as well. So do check that out. Um, For more information about Apricot Consulting, please visit us at our website and subscribe to this podcast series. You can also follow me, James McHugh, on LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us on So What Sustainability.